You're listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today's talk comes from Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, good morning. It's good to be back with you this morning. Last week I was in Michigan visiting my parents, and I did what many of you do. I watched online. And I noticed there was this pretty young blonde girl that was preaching, and she was clear and articulate and had some great insight, and I thought a couple of things as I listened to her. First of all, I thought to myself, her parents must be incredibly proud of her. But then secondly, I thought this, the senior pastor of that church ought to be worried. Brand new series together, we've just simply entitled In God We Trust. And I want to start with a confession this morning. Here's the reality. Even though I'm a pastor and Maybe you can't handle this this morning, but the reality is, in terms of my transparency, sometimes I struggle with trusting God. Do any of you trust in that? Any of you struggle with that in your own life? Do you think to yourself at moments and times, I believe in God, but it is so much easier to simply say it than it is to actually do it? To somehow live it out in our lives, especially when there's so much craziness going on in this world. Sometimes I look at the United States of America and I see all of the uneasiness and I think to myself, God, can I... There's so much political unrest. There's so much racial unrest. There's so many what-ifs. God, can I trust you? Ever began to move down that road in your life, the what-if road? Where we say, what if the wrong person is elected to office? What if I lose my job? What if I get sick? What if COVID never leaves us? What if I have to remain single my entire life? What if I get married, but I married the wrong person? Does that mean I have the wrong children? I mean, how does this work in life? And God, I want so desperately to trust you, but here's the reality. It's very difficult to trust in a God that I can't see, that I can't feel, that I can't touch. God, it's difficult to trust you. We can see the rise in the COVID numbers. We can see the decline in our bank account. We can watch on the evening news all of the unrest in this world, and we literally begin to lack trust. Besides, some would say, hey, God, listen, I trusted you at one point in time, remember? Remember when I prayed to you and I trusted and I had faith and I believed in you, but you didn't come through, you didn't answer my prayer in the way that I thought you should? God, there's a whole lot in this world that I want to trust you with, but i got to be honest with you, sometimes I just don't trust. It's one of the reasons we're starting this new series together, entitling God We Trust. And this morning, the title of the message is just simply this, can you really? Can we trust in a God that we cannot see? Can we trust in a God that we cannot feel? Can we trust in a God that sometimes feels so distant from us? God, can we trust you? And here's what I want to do this morning. I want to take a look at a portion of scripture in Luke chapter 5. And what I want to give you this morning is just simply two prayers that I want you to pray, prayers of trust in the year 2022, two prayers. But I want to give you some insight and understanding to this portion of Scripture that's found in Luke chapter 5, and if I can just give you sort of the background of this portion of Scripture, if you will. The Scripture says Jesus is at the Lake of Gennesaret, which is literally the local term driver, and we said to him, take us to the Sea of Galilee. He had no idea where it was. But when we said the lake of Gennesaret, for some reason, this is what locals know it by. So Jesus is there. And the scripture says that some of the future disciples are there as well. This is sort of a Bible study, if we will. And Jesus has given some time to his teaching. 
And now he has an opportunity to look at Simon and to say to Simon, Simon, I'd like to get on your boat, and here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to take me out to deeper water. So the scripture begins, when Jesus had finished seeking, he said to Simon, put out into deeper water and let down your nets for the catch. Now notice that first phrase there, push out into deeper water. One of the things I want to say to you literally and figuratively this morning is God is calling us in the year 2022 to push out into deeper water, to get away from the shore and all that is comfortable for us to sometimes get to that point where the water is actually overrun, he says, into deeper water. And then what I want you to do, he says, is I want you to let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered. Now, before I tell you how he answered, I want you to know this about Simon, and this is Peter, you know, and Peter is saying, in effect, to Jesus, hey, Jesus, I'm going to give you a polite answer, but I can almost imagine what is going on in Peter at this sermon that you just gave was incredible. It's good and useful for my life, but here's the reality. You're not a fisherman, and I am. I mean, you're a teacher, so you teach. You're a rabbi, so you rabbi. I am a fisherman. I grew up in a family of fishermen, and I know my trade. And we haven't caught a thing. God, can I be honest with you? We've done this already, and we let down our nets, and we had a rather frustrating day. And now you're telling us to do something that, in all honesty, doesn't make logical sense to us. We fished hard all night, and we haven't caught a thing. And now you're telling us to go back out and drop our nets once again. Do you know how silly that sounds to a fisherman? In order to sort of move deeper in your trust to God, sometimes you have to do some things that seem rather silly, some things that cognitively maybe don't make sense to you but you want somehow to follow after God, you want somehow to know the will of God and you push deeper in your intelligence, sometimes just simply to follow after God. You know, in the scripture he says, listen, I don't want you to worry about tomorrow. Today's got enough worry of its own. And I say in effect to myself, listen, that's good advice. It's Great thing to say to somebody else, but somebody's got to worry about tomorrow. I mean, think about all the struggles in the United States of America. Think of all the problems that are going on. Somebody's got to worry about them, don't they? He says to us in Scripture, bless those who persecute you. And we often say, listen, those are good words to quote, but you've seen the kind of people that I work with. You know the knuckleheads that surround me. I've got to bless them even though they persecute me. We hear in Scripture we're to lean not on our own understanding, but we say to ourselves, listen, good insight, and i got good understanding. And if I don't lean on my own understanding, the job isn't going to get done. Jesus is constantly telling us, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put out into deeper water, and I want you to just simply trust me and do the very thing that I call you to do. And here's prayer number one that I want you to pray in the year 2022, and that's this. Lord, help me to obey you even when I don't understand. I trust you even when it doesn't make sense to me. We see it lived out in the life of Simon. Because Simon now is going to say to this, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. Now listen to this line. We will let down our nets. Because you say so. Because you are sovereign God. Because you know the beginning from the end. Because you are in charge. Because you are God and I am not. God, here's the reality. I'm going to do what you say even though it doesn't make sense to me. Which leads me to a principle, and I want you to see this. You don't have to understand completely to obey obediently, do you? 
to obey immediately. You don't have to know how the story ends in order to start the book to read the first page. And listen, we're always convinced that when God calls us to drop down our nets, he's asking us to do something that is very, when in all honesty, God is usually asking us to do some very minor things. But there is a sense in which he says to us, if you just follow me in the simple day-to-day, if you would just do what I call you to do, let down your net in this simple way, I'm going to show up in your life in some big ways. For several years, I served on the board of Habitat for Humanity. If you've never seen this ministry before, it's an incredible ministry that builds angel cars, and I've been able to give away some keys to some cars, and there is no greater joy than seeing a single mom, single dad get a new car. But the only thing greater than that was serving on the board for Habitat Humanity. It was my turn as a board member to actually hand the keys to a brand new home. I remember we had this huge, so gracious and so grateful. I remember we had this huge celebration together, was in the Riverside area, gave the keys to this family, and I left just sort of praising God. For some reason, I don't know why to this window. I don't know if in the middle of the summer I just... And I began to drive back, and here's what I know about myself. I'm always in a hurry. I don't know why. Just something about my personality. I want to get to the main road, the main road to the highway, and I want to get back to the church so that I can work just as quickly as I possibly can. But for some reason that day, I felt this prompting and leading to go through the neighborhood in Riverside. It didn't make sense to me because it'd be a much longer drive, and I had no idea exactly why I was doing so. If I hear, because the window is rolled down, just this simple faint cry, help. And I think to myself, I'm probably hearing things, so I just kind of keep on driving, but somehow God wouldn't let it go. So I eventually made my way to the end of the corner. I turned around, and I went around the block one more time just to make sure that I wasn't hearing things. And sure enough, I got to about the same point, and I hear a cry that's a little bit louder, help, came out to water her flowers. She came out with a walker, but she had tripped and stumbled. She had hit her head on one of the steps, and she was bleeding. And I remember as I came over to her, I found something that would sort of stop up the bleeding. I eventually called 911, called her daughter, and they thanked me profusely. But here's what happened about three months later, because we're doing Christmas at the Orpheum, they actually interviewed me, and they put my picture in the paper, and this lady and her daughter saw it. They brought the entire group of their family to the Orpheum that day, and I got to share the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. All because in the simple things of life, I was just willing to be obedient. I'm convinced God is nodding you somehow to do the simple in life, to just let down your net, to just write the note, to just make the phone call, to just give the word of encouragement, to just simply let down your net, even though it doesn't make any sense to you, even though you don't know why, to obey completely. People, I'm convinced that when you do, God uses it in some powerful ways ways. And here's what I want you to see, because I think it is critical if you and I are going to trust God in the year 2022, here's some advice I want to give you. You got to, with regards to God, get clingy. Get clingy. Now, if you're in a relationship, don't get clingy, because it makes those of us around you want to vomit. But I want to encourage you, with regards to your relationship with God, get clingy. Now listen, Beth will often accuse me of being clingy. I like to touch, put my arm around her, hold her hand, and sometimes she's saying to me, listen, you're just too clingy. 
But here's the reality with regards to greater and greater ways to get clingy. Can I give you a clingy verse to hold on to in the year 2022? It's found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It's a well-known verse of Scripture. In fact, most of you probably have it on a coffee mug somewhere in your house. Here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your... Now, let me just dissect it for you for a moment. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. The word acknowledge is the word yada in Hebrew. Literally means this, to know. So it's saying, in all of your ways, know him. In other words, know the character of God. Remind yourself that in the high points of life, God is self. In the mountaintops of life, God has been there. Remind yourself in the valleys of life that God has been there. Know him. Know his character. And the promise is he will make your paths straight. Now, in order to trust God in greater ways, the reality is this, you've got to cling to him. In fact, when the scripture opens up, it says this, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And the word trust is giving to us wisdom. He's saying, here's what I want you to do. I want you in the year 2022 to cling to God in such a way that you will never let him go. When all of the world is going to chaos around you, when you don't understand what's happening, here's what I want you to do. I want you to cling to God you got to let go of whatever you're clinging to already, don't you? you got to let go of the power and the prestige. you got to let go of money and wealth and good health reports and all kinds of other things. you just got to let it go. If ultimately you are going to cling to God, you've got to have an empty hand with regards to the things of this world that you are somehow clinging to. Here's what I'd like you to do for a moment. Just turn to the person next to you and say, hey, listen, in the year 2022, I want you to get clingy. Go ahead and say that to your neighbor. Or you can say this to him, I want you to become a stage five clinger. I do. Promises of God. The promise of Scripture where he will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. The promise of Scripture that he's taking all things and he's working them together for good to those who love the Lord and have been called according to his purpose. The promise of God that he is supplying all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Remind ourselves of the promise that he allows us to cast all of our of The promise that he comes close to those who are broken in spirit, comes near to those who are crushed. Remind ourselves that he is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in the time of need. Therefore, we will not fear. People, is it probable God to say, in effect, even though I don't understand it all, even though I do it in a different fashion, even though I trusted that God would show up in this fashion, he showed up in a very different fashion, is it possible that you and I could trust in God in greater ways, that you and I could move out in deeper dependence, deeper water with regards to our faith? The scripture goes on to say this. It gives us this sort of an output, if you will. The outcome is God's response. With regards to living our lives, we've always got to trust that the outcome is God's. With regards to evangelism, with regards to living my life, with regards to how I uh, trust God, the reality is this, the responsibility with regards to the outcome is always his. God, I don't know what you're going to do in this, but I sense this is where you're prompting me, this is where you're leading me to push out into deeper water, to trust you in greater ways. And God, I'm not worried about sort of the outcome of this. I'm going to leave that to you, but God, here's what you're calling me to do, and all I'm going to simply do is obey. 
You notice that was what Simon did in this portion of Scripture, don't you? That Simon said, in effect, God, this makes no sense to me. God, you recognize, don't you, an entire family of fishermen and what you're asking me to do makes no logical sense to me. But God, the outcome is your responsibility. Obedience is mine. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to obey. I'm going to let down my net. And when he does, the scripture said, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets actually began to break. When he was willing to be obedient to God in the simple things of life, just simply let down his net, God showed up in some powerful ways. And this I mean, this load that God has provided for us is so big, we actually got to call people around us, and they got to come over, and they got to help us because God showed up, and it just simply happened because we're willing to lay down our nets. People, here's the second prayer that I want you to pray in the year 2022, and the second prayer is just simply this, Lord, help me to surrender what I cannot control, what I can't control. Most of us are absolute control freaks in life, aren't we? We want to control not only today, we want to control tomorrow, we want to control our children, we want to control everything around us. God, would you help me to surrender what I actually can't control? The scripture goes on to say, now Peter, seeing exactly who Jesus is, that he's none other than the very son of God, now go away from me for I'm a sinful man. For the first time now, Peter recognizes the full authority of who Jesus is. He recognizes he is none other than the full Godhead, this God incarnate. And then Jesus said to him, now on, you will fish for people. Peter, what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to take the skill set that you've been using in this world, and somehow I'm going to use it with an eternal fashion. Now for the very first time, the thing that you learned growing up in your family that you were so dependent on because you were willing to give it over to me, here's the reality. I will use it for eternal purposes in your life. And then the scripture says this, so they pulled up their boats and followed him. Now what's everything? Well, everything was certainly their livelihood. Everything was their boats, their nets. Everything was their family. Everything was their dreams for the future. Everything that they were clinging to. Everything means everything. That they were willing, you're going to show up in this sort of a fashion. Here's the reality. We are going to trust you. People, is it possible that God is not only calling you to let down your nets, but is it possible that God's calling you to let go of your nets? Pastors often have this in life, but I've walked through a lot of deep valleys with people here at the ministry of Sunnybrook Community Church. It's one of the reasons pastors sometimes can sort of guard their heart or feel like they're a little bit distant in life is they've gone through so much pain with other people that they sort of want to guard their own heart. And recently I walked through the death of a loved one by the name of Jim. He was a close friend of mine who loves the Lord and has been used by God in some incredible ways. And I remember when he was diagnosed with this brain tumor praying, God, listen, you know who this guy is. You know the impact that he's making in this world. You know how you want to use him in greater ways. God, it only makes sense that you touch him and that you heal him and you take away this difficulty. And then the things got a little bit more serious. I prayed, not for Jim's sake, but for my sake. I began to pray, God, you know how difficult it is for them to be themselves and is such a giving, tremendous person. God, is it possible that for the sake of me and this ministry, you could allow this person to be healed? I need him in my life. 
And I remember eventually there came this moment in time when Jim passed away. I thought to myself, listen, down and trust God, but I got to lay it down and say, God, listen, you know better than me. Your ways and your thoughts are high above my end, and even though it doesn't make any sense to me, here's the reality. I am going to trust you. People, you know this, don't you? But we don't have the power to control, but we do have the power to surrender. And in the midst of the inability to somehow control what is going on in this life, I do. Your ways and your thoughts are high above ours. And even though I do it completely differently, here's the reality, what I can do. Because I trust in you and I believe in you and I want to move out into deeper water. Here's the reality, I'm going to let down my net. In fact, I'm going to let go of my net. And I'm, I have the power to surrender and I am going to do so. There's a scripture that David talked about in Psalm 20 when he said this. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We can translate it this way. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. Some trust in their bank accounts. Some trust in their good health. Some trust in report from the doctors. Some trust in their family and all of the things that are going around them. Some trust in their own goodness, their own righteousness. But when it comes to the children of God, here's what we trust in. We trust in the name of the Lord, our God. We trust in a God who knows the presence and he's going to right every single wrong. He's going to wipe away every tear and he's going to restore us to complete whole relationship with him. We trust in a God who sees the beginning from the end. Now, some of you are going to say to me today, well, Jeff, I mean, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the struggles that I have. I mean, it's very difficult for me to trust I get it. I really do. And some of you this morning might be at your dealt with the struggle for about as long as you can, and you're about to give up. Here's what I want you to see in this portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 5. When did God show up in their lives? At the end of a very frustrating day. At the end of a very let down their nets, and when they had let down their nets, they caught such a huge catch of fish that they had to call their friends around. They pulled it on the boat, and then they actually left. The catch and the fish, and they let it all go, and they just simply followed after Jesus. People, maybe some of you here today are at the end of your marriage. You go, listen, I want to work on my marriage, but my spouse doesn't. Maybe you're at the end of your rope with regards to your health. You've got a horrible your children and the difficulty they're having in their lives. I want to remind you that the very place when God showed up was after a frustrating day, when they were at their wit's end. God showed up. The scripture says this in the book of Galatians, do not grow weary. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. If you keep trusting, if you keep believing, if you keep pushing out into deeper water, God shows up. I'm convinced in the year 2022, here's what God is asking you to do. Could you push out into deeper water? Could you get away from the shore and all that you're clinging to that brings you comfort? It's over your head. And you don't have the ability to tread water for very long, but you're trusting God that somehow he's going to be there, that somehow he's going to meet your needs, that somehow he is going to see you to the shore safely. Can you trust him and push out into deeper water? If you are encouraged by today's talk, check out our Sunnybrook Unscripted podcast where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on Sunday mornings. 
For other talks, videos, and live gatherings, rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Download the Sunnybrook Church app or visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.